Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 725, with KC Hensley and myself. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365 a value of $5,000. Let me tell you about a little green book that will change your life if you're anything like me and your strengths are with people, not numbers. It's called QuickBooks for Restaurants, a bookkeeping and accounting guide by Zach Weiner. This is the back office restaurant accounting guide you've been searching for, and trust me, it will change your life. Ultimately, Zach shows owners and operators how to create the accurate financials and reportings that will enable them to make better informed, data-driven decisions. To learn more and to get a copy of Zach's book, head to ZachWeiner.com slash unstoppable. That's Z-A-C-W. E-I-N-E-R dot com slash unstoppable. And if you use that link, my listeners will save 50% off a one-on-one consulting call. But you got to use that link or use promotional code don't stop. Find out why Toast POS is the number one recommended restaurant POS system on Restaurants Unstoppable. If you're going to survive this upcoming recession, you have got to adapt. And you can't just adapt. You have to adapt fast. With Toast's cloud-based restaurant POS, your system will update to evolve along with changing industry trends and guest expectations. To learn more, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. And because you are restaurant unstoppable listeners, for a limited time, you will get one month free POS software, three months of free digital ordering tools, and 50% off implementation to ease the impact of COVID-19. This is a value of $1,000, but you've got to use our links. What's going on? Unstoppable. So uh, you're getting Casey Hensley and myself today. Uh, This is our second personal uh, getting, I guess you could call it the first one was getting personal with Eric, but I guess you're getting personal with Eric and Casey right now. And yeah. (laughs) So um, I might cry. Yeah. What we're going to do today. That's what I do when I get personal. (laughs) If I'm doing my job right, we'll make Casey cry today. Uh, (laughs) What we're going to do today is answer the following questions. We're going to introduce you to Casey. Uh, We're going to basically talk about what's happened since the last time you know, where I was six months ago, what's happened since then, uh, where are we now, uh, what were our challenges over the past few months, uh, and what does the future look like? That's basically what we're here to do is to kind of bring you guys in behind the scenes, uh, get ha- give you an opportunity to get myself, get to know myself and KC a little bit better. And I mean, this is getting like both KC and I are nervous for this interview because we're going to get real. We're going to open up. And I, I think part of the, the objective of today's conversation is to encourage you guys to do the same thing. So um, before I, I kind of give too much away, why don't we introduce Casey? So Casey, real quick, um, who are you, man? 
Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I thought you would give me a little more. Uh... I'll, I'll get you started. So Casey uh, is the founder of In the Weeds community. Uh, and over the past like six years or seven years, yeah, you we spent, started that in 2013. Around the same, same time I started as Restaurant Unstoppable. Yeah. So it's been like seven years. Uh, you built that community up to 14,000 people before joining forces with Seasoned. And now the community is up to 18,000 people, right? On Facebook, yeah. On Facebook, yeah. So uh, Casey is a master community builder online. He knows how to bring people together. He knows how to manage communities better than anybody I know personally and uh he cares more than anybody i know um for the communities that he's he's managing online and uh that's how i see casey he's so much more than that but how would you ex- describe yourself did i do a decent job yeah uh <laughs> so i th- i feel like like my my key to success in uh in this realm is passion um i'm just really passionate about the hospitality industry and um I, you know, I find my greatest joy in life is helping other people. Like, personally, Casey uh, doesn't find a lot of joy in my life. I don't have a lot of hobbies. I like to work. But, when, like, when I work, it's helping other people. Like, I have to have uh, a mission and a purpose. I need to be aligned with core values. I have to uh, – um, everything has to be done with integrity and uh and I put my whole heart into that. So that is kind of uh who I am. I'm also, you know, uh the entrepreneurial, the quintessential entre- entrepreneur. Um my first entrepreneurial endeavor um was me renting out my dad's porno collection <laughs> on VHS. I sold my dad's jerky. So <laughs> similar go. but not quite. Yeah. Uh, uh similar but in uh in 4th and 5th grade it's uh it was very taboo uh to be doing what I was doing but but uh, to, to kind of compound on what you're saying the, the the things that you see in yourself are a lot of the things that I see you in you too and you mentioned something in the past um before you and I ever talked about coming joining forces is, is that it's so hard to find another KC. And when you're trying to, when you were trying to work on scaling seasoned into find another community manager, I don't know exactly what was going on when you guys were working with that. Maybe you were trying to like replace yourself in a sense. So you could work on other projects, but you're Mul- like how to multiply myself, multiply yourself. Yeah. And you're like, it's so hard to find another KC and how that translated for me is it's so hard to find somebody who gives an F about what we're trying to do what that what your community was trying to do, which was serve the service industry um, to bring people together, and that's what you, it's always been for you to, to create community for the service industry, support for the service industry, right? The I don't pe- want to put words into your mouth. The people that you interview and uh, that are successful in general give a fuck. Like, yeah, that's like, and it's hard to find so- other people that that have that same level of give a fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll vouch for you, and I think that's one of the things I see in you the most, like that gets me most excited about. You know, and to kind of, I guess, cat out of the bag, Casey's joining Restaurant Unstoppable. Um, that's the the plan uh, to bring Casey f- for the, at least the first year. As um, we're going to do, uh, I think the plan is to do like shared profit, and then hopefully bring Casey on as an equity partner uh, after a year is the plan. Um, and, it, and it's that asset that I see in you that you that you have that sense of ownership that nobody gives a fuck like you. You know, um, that is your. For me, your biggest unique selling proposition and the fact that you're really badass at what you do. 
Thank you. Um, so, did well, you want made it through that without me crying? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you did you want to share a, a a success quarter mantra? We haven't even gotten to that yet, and then we'll kind of talk about what um, where I was six months ago. So, pop us off with that. But I can't. Do I need to set it up like I would another guest? So I can't wait no. to get our conversation started. <laughs> but let's get that that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quarter mantra. Casey, what do you got for us, man? <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually tattooed on my body. Uh, we just had a uh, a interview the other day with Paige Presley, and he has his one of his mantras uh, tattooed on his forearm. His was uh, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Um, mine uh, comes from <laughs> the movie uh, Bucket List with um, Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, and. Uh, uh, Jack, uh, Morgan Freeman says uh, the ancient Egyptians used to ask two questions to get to you know the higher uh, enlightenment. I yeah, guess. sure. Um, and it's have I found joy in my life? Or the questions are have you found joy in your life? And have you brought joy to others' lives? And what's unique about that for me is like I don't find joy in my life unless I'm bringing joy to others' lives. Yeah. And uh, so that is a tattoo on my uh, chest. Um, it's getting harder and harder to read <laughs> since it was done uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe even more than that, 12. Um, is it because the ink's fading or because your titties are getting in the way? <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, anyways, uh, I digress. It's uh, um, So the tattoo has uh, check marks, yes and no, and neither of them have been check marked. So hopefully maybe someday uh, they both get checked either by me or by my mortician or right. something. I don't know. We got to get that in writing before it's too late. Right. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll give, be the person to make me sure a mantra. Happens. Give me a mantra. What, What's what my you, mantra? Yeah, right now. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. Can't stop, won't stop. Just push forward for me lately um, and just having faith you know, and trust that um, if you do the right thing, if you exist for the right reasons, the universe will kind of take note and, uh, you know, be there for you. That's kind of another, you know, uh, if it's good, it can't be bad. Exactly. Uh, what was that quote? You can't doing like there's no such thing as bad business, bad business with, good, with pe- good people. Good people. That, exactly. was, that was an awesome one. Um, there's, all, dude, there's always so many. I think that one came from Von Van Dugan. Von Dugan. Yeah, Von yeah. Dugan. Or not Von Van Dugan. What Von, was it? Von Dugan. Von Dugan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. So basically, again, just to summarize what we want to do today, um, is to talk about, we already kind of let you know who Casey is. Uh, Casey's coming on board as our community manager, my right hand man. Um, who knows what else, uh, we're I'm just wearing a lot of hats right now. Yeah. And we're just kind of, manager. we're just kind of figuring it out and, um, yeah. we're taking a leap of faith and you know, you don't know until you know. And right now we're in that process of figuring it out. We don't know exactly what our, our routines are going to look like what our schedule, what our schedules, what our responsibilities are going to look like. Um, but I think you just got to start and kind of figure it out. Um, that's where we're at right now. Um, so what, what did I learn since this last, uh, getting personal with Eric Cacciatore? It's been, um, about six months since I recorded that I was in Denver. It was October of 2019. Again, what's happened, uh, where we are now, uh, and what's the future look like is what we're going to cover. So what did I learn since the last, 
getting personal episode just to kind of summarize where I was in October. And I, I'll link to that episode. Uh, I can't remember what episode number it was, but we'll link to that in today's show notes. Um, I was kind of in a depressed place. I'm not going to lie. Um, just before that, um, you know, before October that summer, like the plan was that Jared was going to be on the road. I should mention that Jared is still part of restaurant Stoppable. He's killing it. Um, I don't know where we'd be without Jared hustling in the background, uh, behind the scenes, editing, um, Bless. Bless his heart. He's killing it, man. We're lucky to have Jared. Um, we wanted him to join us today, but he chickened out. I don't, I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to call you out, Jared. Um, <laughs> he he you, just wants to be behind the scenes. I want to be behind the scenes too. <laughs> so um, we love Jared. Uh, the plan was Jared and I were going to be on the road traveling uh, and really just leaning into better on-site interviews into like stepping up that game and um, the the lifestyle of my, my lifestyle on the road is kind of just mayhem and chaos. And that's not Jared's world. He likes order. He likes structure. He likes to know where he's going to sleep every night and who can blame him. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't, I don't blame him. Um, and that's kind of where we were, were before. So I was hoping to have company during that last road trip. I was on the road for like four months, um, August, September, October, November. And, uh, where we were at that point is, I think the, the the final thoughts I shared at the end of that episode was basically that, you know, I'm, I'm going so hard. Uh, I haven't been in one spot for more than three months in, in a two year period. Uh, I wanted to start focusing more on the quality of my relationships, not necessarily the, the quantity of relationships. How many people can I make an example of, but who specifically do I want to make an example of and how can I grow my relationship with that person and our listeners? Um, and what else did you pull? I know you listened to that episode too. What else did you pull from that? I know you listened to it this morning, right? Yeah. What What was your impression of where I was six months ago? You were up against it, basically. You were uh, taking right hook after right hook. Obviously, wasn't enough to knock you down, but uh, it had you beat pretty. I was on my heels. Yeah, you were. Uh, you so were on a little more a little more context. A little uh, Jared wasn't able to join me on the road. Anna was planning on joining me. Anna Tazin, who she was going to be my technician. Uh, my nerd, my my resident nerd, to help me with you know building my vision. Uh, she's great with web design. She's great with basically all technical things. Uh, she, like I said, she would have been our resident nerd, and I needed that. Um, and she got a great promotion with the Texas Restaurant Association. Like she had to take it. She would have been stupid not to. Um, my car, I got into a, a my car was totaled uh, before setting off my four month road trip. So I had to basically buy a new car. Um, and I basically, I was a, a car salesman's like wet dream. Like I was like, just give me a car. I was like, I'm gonna close my eyes in 10 seconds. I want to open my eyes. And I want there to be a car in front of me. Like that's where I was at in my life. I was like, I have to leave yesterday. Like get me a car. <laughs> fun, fun fact about Eric. Uh, I asked him the other day what his dream car is. And he was like, it's out there. It's a <laughs> Honda fit. So, so basically you were just yeah. like, I don't care. That's my dream car. Okay. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, like life was crazy, you know? Um, so we're pivoting. We're going to be like, uh, so after all that, I guess that's kind of setting up where I was before six months ago. And then from, from that point till this point, um, I mean, a lot has happened, obviously, um, COVID-19, uh, people just are, everyone seems to be on edge. Uh, but the plan was when I returned from that road trip uh, in December, um, went back to New Hampshire, spent some time with family. Um, the plan was to come to move to Austin full time. Um, maybe Jared was going to come out to Austin and live with me. And the plan was that we we're going to focus on what we do best, which is connect with people 
on site in person and we're going to just basically ramp up our production ability our on site we're working on developing our youtube channel and doing all of our our videos or all of our interviews with video and getting b-roll and maybe like doing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff um that's where we were that was the plan is to, to focus on going deeper not necessarily maybe doing fewer interviews but better interviews um, and maybe even thinking about pitching a show idea to some some people um, who we, that's kind of where my mindset was. Um, and then March rolled around. Um, Jared was supposed to be coming back around that time. We were going to we had some trips planned up to the, the yeah, Carolinas he was in Peru at the time. Yeah, he was in Peru. He got stranded in Peru when COVID hit because he couldn't come back into the country. So that kind of screwed up our plans of being able to travel on site. And I made a commitment to him. I was like, I promise you that if you come back on the road with me, no more. We don't know where we're going to be next week. Like we're going to have it all planned out. We're going to be much more intentional. We're going to line up all the interviews before getting there. Um, and that was cool for him. Um, and then, you know, we, I think we still kind of had the dream of doing the courses and stuff, but that was kind of on the back burner. We were going to use the improved video and, basically we're going to try to get, we're just going to try to do what we do at this point better. in time. I'm not involved. Yeah. Casey's not involved any, any more than, uh, providing a room for you to stay in yeah. an office to work out. of. Exactly. So, um, the, the plan was basically do what we were doing, but just do it better. And the idea is quality over quantity, right? And just to put energy into doing what you do better than anybody else. Um, and then when COVID hit, it kind of like that whole plan got dissolved. Um, because we and couldn't, here we are the thing uh, that I do better on our heels. Again. Yeah. The thing that I do best is connecting with people like in person, showing up and providing that great audio quality, the, the great, just connecting in person. There's something about being in person. The analogy I like to use is like, Hey, you can videotape a fire. You can see it. You can hear it, but you can't feel the heat. You can't feel the warmth. And I feel like that's what a, an in-person interview does. And maybe you guys are watching it through video, but I'm communicating with that person in person. They're, they're reading my body language. I'm reading their body language. We're communicating on the low road and it comes out through the interview. I, I personally think I agree. And yeah. It's, I've seen a, a handful of interviews live and, uh, even adding a mask to it, you can't changes read, the dynamic. Yeah, like you can't read the facial to, expressions. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's rough. Um, so yeah. Uh, so basically whenever I develop a plan, the world is so fluid around me. The world says, Nope, fuck you, Eric, that plan's not going to work anymore. And that's kind of what the past year of my life has been like. Uh, so with COVID, I should also mention, I hope I'm not giving up too much information about Jared. But Jared doesn't like germs. Jared, I think it's a fair way to say that Jared's very cautious when it comes to um, germs in general. So when there's a virus that's been, you know supposedly one of the worst viruses out there, not he's a little less willing to travel, which I don't blame him. You know, everybody has their own comfort level, um, and that that's you know your prerogative. You know, and I and I'm not going to judge anybody for no matter where they they fall on that that spectrum. Um, so that that was another variable that I had to consider. Like I can't do what we're going to do because my team isn't necessarily comfortable with that plan anymore. So Casey mentioned at this point, um, when I moved back to Texas, it was the first of the year, basically June. I think maybe even I got there on new year's Eve, right? Or two days before new year's Eve. 
is when I, I remember I, you were here for New Year's yeah, Eve because we, we're uh, filling your hot tub <laughs> one bucket at a time. Yep. <laughs> my shoulders and traps were killing me the next day. That was body ridiculous. Was that was I mean, like how a many science trips, experiment. five gallon tanks do we take? Like at least 30. <laughs> Let's <laughs> paint a picture for that. That's kind of a funny uh, visual. Um, so I have, I had bought a stock tank pool on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, and I wanted to turn it into a hot tub, but I didn't, there wasn't any, I didn't have any like copper coil or anything. So I had to figure out how to make, how to heat this giant, uh, stock tank pool. And so Eric and I, um, we had a few different, how many gallons uh, is it? It's gotta be at least 400 gallons. Okay. Um, and so we tried a, a bunch of different methods. Like we tried to use steam, uh, we had like a gas, a propane uh, heater. The chimney was out there trying to crank heat on it. Um, we also had these uh, these little electric heaters that uh, you submerse in buckets of water, and it heats it up pretty quick. And so we were taking water from the pool, heating it up, and then dumping it back in the pool. And then we did that all night. And uh, you said 400 gallons, so we we probably made about 40 trips back and forth to your garage in the, in the backyard with five-gallon five buckets in each hand. Just And the reason we went to the garage is because like these electrical submersible heaters were, ate up so much electricity uh, or watts or voltage or whatever that I couldn't put them in the same circuit. You're overloading the system. Yeah. So we had to spread it out to different breakers throughout the house. So uh, that was our New Year's Day. That was New Year's. Yeah, it was New Year's <laughs> Eve. Um so I'm I'm so I'm I'm back in Texas. The reason that I wanted to come to Texas is or Austin specifically is because I feel like this is just a great central place to exist. We're going to be doing a lot more traveling. We could be on the West coast in a day's drive. We could be on the East coast in a day's drive and no snow, which is another benefit of uh, living in Texas. Not that much, at least not like New Hampshire. Uh, so plus my, I had a, a network here. I had you, I had Anna. Um, and it's just a, I, I love Austin vibe. It's a, it's an up and coming city. Um, it's, it's a forward thinking city. It's a progressive city. And there's a lot of cool things happening in the food scene here too. So um, that's why I chose Austin. Uh, the plan was to, to come to Austin to to stay with Casey until I found my own place. And the plan was we're going to be here for three months. And at the end of like maybe March going into April, I was going to try to be out. But then, like we said, COVID hit in March. Um, we had another roommate living with us. Uh, what up, Bailey? Uh, great what dude. Up? Uh, when, when, when COVID hit, he decided that he didn't want to be away from his mother. He'd rather be isolated with his mother because he wanted to be able to visit his mother, which is totally cool. So now it's just me, Casey and Marissa in a one, two, three, four bedroom place. So they're like, why don't you just stay? And that was basically what happened. So yeah. And I think this is a good spot to take our first break. We'll be right back. You hear me say it all the time on the show. This industry is all about relationships and people. But even though you might be geared towards relationships and people, you still need to know your numbers. And if numbers is not your thing, I got to tell you about this book, QuickBooks for Restaurants, a bookkeeping and accounting guide by Zach Weiner. This is the back office restaurant accounting guide you've been searching for. Zach Weiner covers accounting fundamentals, including sales tracking, purchasing, bill paying, 
invoicing, managing day-to-day liabilities, gift certificate tracking, cash management, detailed reporting, and so much more. Ultimately, Zach shows owners and operators how to create the accurate financials and reporting that will enable them to make better informed data-driven decisions. To learn more and to get Zach's book, head to zachweiner.com slash unstoppable. That's Z-A-C-W-E-I-N-E-R.com slash unstoppable. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, if you use that link, you will save 50% off a one-on-one consulting call. Yeah, that's right. What are you waiting for? Um, We're back. So right around this time, I don't know what the hell I'm doing um, because my plan got thrown out the window. I can't travel like I wanted to. COVID hits. Um, I think I'm like, all I can do right now is just try to like do what I've been doing, but just focus solely on COVID. I think that's what we did. We just started or what I was doing at that time was just trying to like reach out to my network of people I already know. Um, it kind of aligned with my idea of wanting to go deeper and reconnecting with and reinforcing past relationships instead of forming new relationships. Who do I already know who's dealing with this right now? And maybe we can start sharing perspective and sharing responses. What people are like the best way to respond to COVID. We put out 50 episodes in two months or something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, maybe I'll let you speak to what was going on in your life at this point, Casey. Okay. Um, those episodes, by the way, were called Corona Chronicles. Uh, I thought that was a great idea. Here's like, my hype man. So, <laughs> the resident hype man. Um, so, like, I'm the 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 leader of a, a large community on both on Facebook, and we uh, created our own platform um, with Seasoned, uh, which is a community app. Uh, that provides like resources and um, value through connecting people through jobs and organizing um, conversations by topics and stuff like that. Really cool concept. Um, uh, It was what I always wanted my Facebook group to be, but didn't, wasn't able to do it because I was Facebook's world. Um, So, uh, I'm watching all these people frantically like South by Southwest got canceled. Like everyone, everyone who knows money or knows our government, um, was like, no way they're going to cancel South by Southwest, but they canceled it. And so like, that's like a quarter of Austin, Texas's um, annual, annual GDP or yeah. whatever. And so, like I'm doing, I, I'm stuck at home because, uh, we're not allowed to go in or, well, we, uh, our company made a choice to work from home, um, pretty, pretty early on in the, uh, um, coronavirus, um, situation pandemic. pandemic. Uh, it wasn't considered a pandemic at, at the time when we decided to work, uh, from home. Anyways, um, so I am uh, the leader of this community, and I'm trying to protect as many people as possible. I'm I'm pulling crazy hours trying to collect information, um, and uh, that and trying to 
uh, sort through all the noise because when stuff like this happens, everyone's being all emotional and they're being reactive and like uh, they're out of their comfort zone. And I'm trying to sort through all the like actionable information that I can uh, that that I can work with to uh, deliver that knowledge to the community. I'm trying to protect these people in this tough time. Um, so that's kind of where I was at this particular time. And, uh, so I'm working for, uh, seasoned and a little, a little bit passes and we are forced to lay off half of our, um, workforce workforce, uh, because we have a sales team and the sales team, they can't go do yeah. sales. Uh, nobody's buying. And you thought you were pretty safe, right? For a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I was untouchable. I'm I'm the guy whose Facebook group got acquired by a tech company to create what I had created there on our own sandbox. And um unfortunately, uh the uh the company um reduced my capacity uh from like a full time to a very limited um kind of consulting. I'm I'm a friend of theirs, I'm a advocate for their uh their platform seasoned uh the mission that they're tr- uh trying to help this industry by being that like umbrella where everyone you uh is on board it's like creating your own facebook um it's it's a sandbox for the hospitality industry which i think is very important um and uh it's it's a great place to find employees and stuff like that it it's great um but I'm no longer working for them in a full-time capacity as their community manager. So basically, uh, at this point, like my world's upside down, Casey's world's upside down, um, and like we're just trying to figure it out. So there, we didn't really allude. There's always been the talk. Like Casey and I have always kind of we met like two and a half years ago. Uh, he's always seen Restaurant Unstoppable, admired what I've been doing, and I've always admired his ability to manage. I, I'm horrible online. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't really I have a presence online, but like it's usually somebody else videoing me doing something because I just don't like to communicate through that medium. I don't like to text my thoughts. I like to speak them, uh, which is why I started a podcast, which is why I'd rather drive across the country to sit across from somebody than send them a text message. You know, like that's right. just how I'm yeah. hardwired. Um, well, and it, so... I met you at the TRA Marketplace. San Antonio, 2018. To the the listeners, this is his hype man, but it's also just a friend talking. Like, I saw this guy, and he was the truth from uh, from the get-go. And over over time, um, you've just proven me right. That my first impression of you was exactly who you are. You are this... Uh, value-driven individual. You never um, sway for, you know, what's not right, what's not in line with the way, what you preach every day. You know, that's integrity, and I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, it's great. So thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. Um, so Casey and I have always kind of like, I mean, after we, we first met, he, he put me up for a week in Austin for me to do my thing. And we always stayed in touch after that. I think I came back a year later and spent three months with you guys to go even deeper into Austin um, before making my trip um, all around 
the country again. Um, and then he ga- he gave me a spot to, to crash when I was coming back to Austin to make it to call it home. So he's always been there for me. Um, and we always when kind you of were, when you were bored on the road, yeah, you'd call me every now and then. Yeah, and you know, just to check, in. check in with you and um and uh there's always kind of been the idea of like oh like if we could join forces with your ability to manage community and my ability to like bring people into the community which casey does really well too but just to like combine (laughs) our forces uh we could do we could be unstoppable right Right. yeah Um, like i didn't thrive in a corporate type uh environment um so there would be days that i would come home and I'm also not very good at communicating like my emotions uh, or, you know, like my bad days. I don't really want to talk about it, but basically I would come home, have a bad day and you'd be like, well, you can join unstoppable. (laughs) Uh, There's always unstoppable and uh, And, I need a community manager. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, So, yeah. So uh, when Casey was uh, forced to take a more part-time role, um, you said coaching or consulting now consulting consulting um i was like well here we are we're you know we're we're forced to be quarantined socially distanced with each other um we're both at a weird point in our our lives our careers we got to figure out what the future looks like for us um and uh i mean it's it was honestly like and this is earlier i alluded to um you know, part of what we're doing right now is something I hope I encourage you guys to do with your, with your partners is to have those really hard conversations of like, what does the future look like? What are our strengths and weaknesses? What's my lane? What's your lane? And, um, the, I mean, I've always admired Casey for what he's been able to do. And I always saw that, you know, there would be opportunity for us to work together. But in my mind, it's, it was like five years from now, you know, it was later on when I was ready to start building my community because I put the idea of building a community and doing courses on the back burner at this time. In my mind, I'm focusing on just making my content better and using that to attract onto myself the tools and resources, the cash flow to invest in a community, a community manager. Um, and then the world got, you know, flips up upside down and we had to like reassemble all the parts. Um, in, uh, I guess I was always caught up in this mentality of this, this line from the e-myth that like there's three people that a business needs, an entrepreneur, a technician, and a manager. And I saw myself, I see myself as an entrepreneur. Same. Yeah. And not much of a technician unless you consider being able to interview somebody a technical skill, which I guess it is. Um, mm-hmm. That's like my role, but I'm not much of a manager. Like I, I thrive in chaos. And I'm, I don't think I'm technically inclined. I'm not good at building things. I'm not good in the dirt. So I always thought the first partner, the first person I would need to bring on would be somebody who would not be an entrepreneur, but would be more of a technician manager. And that's what I saw in Anna. That's why I was so drawn to Anna. Um, and m- one of my biggest concerns with Casey going into business with Casey early on is because it's like having two chefs in the kitchen. You're, you're driven. You love to pull people together. You love your community. You love the relationships you have. Um, and restaurant stoppable is built on my relationships, you know, mm. and my vision. And I was worried. I was like, if we have two chefs in the kitchen, like, are we going to overlap? Is it, we're going to butt heads. And I think it's safe to say that that kind of has happened a little bit. Right. Um, we have not always seen eye to eye and everything We're we're two different people, you know, um, in the sense of, I wouldn't say we have different values, but we don't have a lot of the same interests and hobbies and, um, we're both good people, but we fall on different spectrums of like the political viewpoints. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Things like that. Um, not to get in, not to make this political, <laughs> but just um, you know, it's 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 made. And I, I when I say this, I don't mean it in a negative way, but I don't think that Casey and I would be buddies outside of Restaurant Unstoppable and in the weeds. You know, we I you know we like each other. That's but, never been said, but uh, I. I've thought it before. Yeah, you know, like, like is 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 the only thing keeping us together uh our you know shared the industry value and in passion, our, shared passion. Just, yeah, right? to uh to inspire, empower and transform this industry for the better. Like my old mission was uh uh to improve the industry through education, positivity and community. So pretty similar. Very similar. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's so many things going through my head right now. First, I still appreciate you as a person, and I, mean, uh, like, I consider you a friend. likewise. Yeah, we just—it's it, just a weird dynamic when it when it gets to us like talking about shit. <laughs> we don't live in a fairy tale, you know. And I right. interview all these people, and I get all this advice on what it takes to be successful. And a lot of it, sometimes people will say, you know. Um, I think a lot of times people are successful because they, they find that person that completely like compliments them. You know, it's like the yin to the yang. Um, and some, it's not always going to be a fairy tale situation where the scenario is absolutely fucking perfect. Um, and sometimes that happens for some people and it like, it makes life a lot easier for everybody involved. But other, the, the more realistic situation is you're going to have a similar, you're going to have a certain mission, a certain vision for yourself, certain values, a purpose. And that purpose is going to align you with other people that have the same purpose. And you're going to come together to, to share the same purpose, like birds of the same feather flock together. Right. Um, and instead of like everything following and falling in place, just the way you envisioned it, like you, for my example, instead of finding a, a, like a, a technical nerd, I found a community manager and how can you change your strategy to work with what you got? And in, in a sense, like the, I might've had a plan that it's going to go this way. You know, something happens that upheaves everything in the world. And this is what we're left with. And we still compliment each other in the sense that you exist really well online. I, I suck at being online. A true leader isn't somebody who is going to basically, I mean, it's, it's unlikely that the stars are going to align and your perfect scenario is going to lay out in front of you. What's more realistic is that you're going to come across somebody who has the same values in purpose and isn't necessarily your perfect match, but you're able to work with them. A true leader has to be able to work with anybody to achieve the, the, the ultimate goal, the ultimate mission. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. Like you got to like, be able to the world is fluid and you have to be fluid with it. And I think it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you're not going to have a perfect scenario as an, you're not going to have a perfect scenario as an entrepreneur. You've got to be able to realize that to be successful, you have to be able to work with anybody, you know? And I think it says more about somebody being willing to, to put their personal differences aside to serve a purpose, to serve the mission, which is why it's so important to have a purpose, to have a mission. So you can remind yourself, this is why we're here. It wasn't, right? it wasn't until I developed a mission and, uh, uh, kind of my core values. I didn't have them written down, but I, you know, made the decision that I would never choose something, uh, for my, for personal gain, um, at the expense of my community, you know, uh, um, so it was when I created that mission 
and those values that I started finding success. And you need that as like your check and balance in uh, business, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I d- yeah, I did mention like you sometimes you got to work with what you got. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm settling for Casey because I'm lucky <laughs> to have Casey. But the point is like I didn't see Casey being a part. I always saw Casey having a role with Restaurant Unstoppable, but I didn't see it happening until later on. So I had to like rejigger my approach to to work with what I have now and using the, the assets I have now, people like I always say it's cash flow and people, right? The people I have in my corner, the people that are, are willing and want what I want are the, the people I need to to leverage, people I need in Casey's strengths or with community management, which was something I was trying to do before this, right? So it's kind of like if you came into my life and you were in the position to, to and we knew each other like we know each other now, before all this stuff, I feel like we would have been maybe a year ahead of where we are now. Right. Um, that makes any sense, yeah. but, um, I feel like we're rambling. We're all over the place, mm-hmm. but w- what I want to encourage you guys to do is like, we've had a lot of hard talks over the past three months. Like I fucking filled Casey's pool with snot in like tears at one point, like, because like I had to get real with you and we had to have some tough conversations that weren't conversations that you would want to have with anybody, like to telling people like what you think they're good at and bad at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my biggest challenges, where are we on this? Where are we now? We're still talking about. So one of the other the questions I wanted to cover under where are we now is what were our biggest challenges? And I can say my biggest challenges with KC is kind of trying to re readjust my vision um, for what is realistic right now with what I got, with what the world is thrown at us, um, being able to communicate to KC w- what I see in him and both good and bad um, and also giving up a little bit of control. Um, but that communication about the good and bad was, you know, for me, like, do you mind if I talk about the, the, the things that, that we discussed? And that, I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, I, that's where you and I align is like, we have nothing to hide when you live yeah. a life of, uh, by your values and being your authentic self. Like you really don't have anything to hide. Yeah. You know? So, so please. So um, basically what, what I had to tell the, 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 the hard thing for me was having to communicate that to Casey that, um, that when we travel on site that I, I would like to, to represent the brand, you know? And because I feel like in person, I do a lot better sharing the vision, communicating what we're trying to do. Um, and Casey would even admit that in person, like I asked if you've gotten like, if you deal with like social anxiety, mm-hmm. if, if you, and you said that maybe a little bit, you've always been kind of self-conscious about how you communicate. Um, I'm a terrible sales, uh, person. Like yeah. I don't like talking about myself necessarily, you know, uh, I'm good at, uh, talking about other people and what they're doing great and asking them questions about them. But, uh, I'm not real good at, selling the the dream if you will you know so one of my fears having casey if, if he's casey was going to be on the road traveling was that like he wouldn't represent what we're trying to do well not because he doesn't have the same values and that he doesn't embody all those things he just doesn't communicate that it well which was right. one of my concerns like being on the road um well, and it's hard what i think in my head doesn't come out of my mouth yeah but <laughs> when you're when you're in a forum or online communicating and you can type your thoughts out mm-hmm. and communicate being, like you're, you're amazing at communicating, uh, which is where I suck, you know? So in that sense, we, we, we complement each other really well. 
Um, so that was a really hard conversation to have with somebody being like, Hey man, like I am grateful for your interest in being a part of restaurant unstoppable and contributing to restaurant unstoppable, but I, I'm not comfortable with you speaking to people about restaurant unstoppable when we're on site together, because you know, that's like, a, a, like how shitty of a thing is it to say, like, you know what I mean? Like that was hard for me to be able to say, um, but I think I communicated in a way that you understand that it's not that I don't trust you and your values. I just feel like we have work to do before I'm comfortable having you like represent unless you're behind a keyboard. You, right. you know what I mean? Um, how's it cool. make you feel uh, that, that, uh, all these conversations we've had, uh, difficult or whatever have moved us forward yeah. as a, uh, as a team, yeah, if you will, and like these are hard conversations, and like the reality of like the the reality of business is you have to have hard conversations with people. But when you when you break down that wall and you communicate how you feel, it's only going to make you stronger. It's only going to help you put each other in in the lanes you belong in, right? And what's really important, and I think especially right now, is uh, checking your ego. Uh, I'm a proud person, but also I have a good grasp on my ego and I can take criticism and uh, appreciate it and build upon it. And I think you, that as, as you've said, like that's a level of emotional intelligence is self actualization. And sometimes a different perspective, uh, you know, helps you uh, grow. Yeah. And I think, um, one other difference about us, I think that like you're, you go after what you want. Is that a, a, a safe sub thing to say? If about I want you? it, I get it. Yeah. And, like, uh, and when you see opportunity on the table, when you see an opportunity to, to collaborate or an opportunity to create a win-win situation, like you have, a, I think it's safe to say that you feel like you just go after it, right? Like you, you, you communicate what you want. Right, which is a good skill. It's a, I think it's a strength uh, mm. to to want it, to to be ambitious to go after what you want to let it be known is a good thing. It's a little bit of me just being naive and not not like recognizing uh, the difficulties in it, and that's probably uh, a big uh, you know my entrepreneurial brain. You know, it, it, like if I thought about the risks and stuff like that, I probably wouldn't. Um, go after all these things. But yeah, if I want something, I work towards it. You yeah. Know? And that's something I see in you. I think it's a great thing, but I think it was another thing that worried me about being on the road with you. Cause I know that like there's an opportunity. So my whole approach on the road is I don't ask for anything. Casey and I have this little ritual we're starting just to like, to remind like we're here to share their story, to make an example of them. And the only thing we want in return is, is just that like we, we we're getting what we want. Right. And uh, we just want to like add value. Um, thank these people for letting us come in and share their time. And, um, I think one of my concerns was, um, you see opportunity to help people and then you'd be like, or you try to recruit them to our community or whatever. Well, and, you okay. know, where I'm, where my approach is always the long game. Like I just want so to introduce let me, myself. Let to me you. slow you down <laughs> real quick, just cause there's something, something important for people to, that are listening to yeah. understand is, uh, Eric wasn't ready to bring on, uh, another person. And, uh, and so, Basically, me coming on, uh, I had to create my value. I yeah. have to create my paycheck. Um, I don't have a, I, I have a bit of a safety net, and um, 
my bills are set up in a way that, you know, I, I don't have hardly any debt and stuff like that. Thank, uh, thankfully. Um, so like I'm trying to figure out a way that I can make some money in the worst possible time to figure out how to make money. Yeah. Um, so that I could support myself while building, uh, restaurant unstoppable. So I think that's important. Like, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, let's let, how could we get more value Dude, here? Let's be honest. There's a shit ton of opportunity for me on the table. And for the past seven yeah. years, I've said to myself, I could cash in now and leverage all these relationships and try to sell things and, you know, basically exploit my audience or, I can make my unique selling proposition trust and play the long game and only try to add value and just give, 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 give. Um, and when we're ready to ask cash in with a big ask, you know? And so I, I've gone by the, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Um, I've gone by that, uh, uh, that's another mantra is give, give, give. And then eventually people are going to ask you, how can I give it back? Let me pay it back to you. You've given me so much. I want to give something back to you. And that that organic, I've watched that over the years. You've just been really give, 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 you know? Um, yeah. And um, I mean, so when you bring, so like when that's been your, 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 your long game approach for seven years and you got fresh blood, driven blood, hungry blood, you know? And I think those are all strengths. Um like it's like you got to like kind of remind the people that you're working with, like, Hey, like if we just focus on like being of value, giving, 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 we will be taken care of. Like the opportunities will come to us and just, um, I had to make sure Casey was aligned with that, you know? And that was one of my biggest challenges is communicating this with, and not in a way that wasn't like, I don't think that you're, that you have bad intentions, but like we just got to like get aligned, get, get a strategy, get a, get a plan together um, and just, uh, it was on me for not necessarily communicating that to Casey because I didn't know how to communicate it to Casey and to, to, to have a conversation where you have to feel like, here's what I, here's what I think you're not good at. So we can get past this so we can understand who should do what, like that was hard for me to the point. It took five beers and 20 milligrams of edibles for me to be able to have that conversation. And I fucking spewed snot out all over the place in the process. It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciated know. it so much though, because, uh, how how bad in, was in it? in our relationship? You've seen crier? me cry a good amount of times, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, that was the first time like you've really lowered your guard and been vulnerable. And of course, it was alcohol and you weed know. weed driven, <laughs> but uh, also at the same time, alcohol I, and I marijuana be- gets a bad rap sometimes. But when it comes <laughs> to speaking what's in your heart, it's a great tool, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and, and I it was too. brewing. Uh, it was. Dude, you've you've been alone for a while, you know? You've been uh dealing with a lot of adversity and and still trudging forward and uh you know, uh, this is my baby. That was like the yeah, this is your baby. And it's- uh, you've been very intentional. You haven't you've been long game it, you know, uh and that's another thing that I saw is there's so much value that that's why my decision to come like my stock was really high, uh, in, in leaving seasoned in the fact that, um, I feel like 
my reputation was intact. Uh, you know, uh, people thought highly of me. I have a large network. Um, I could go get another job. I feel pretty easily, but I, I, I see, I, I came here because I, I wanted to make a bet on myself that I could create the value so that I could, uh, comfortably pay myself, you know, uh, I just see a lot of upside, um, in the fact that you've been very organic and, uh, and there's a lot of opportunity on the table. The other thing that Casey did, um, from like day one, which I think is a really good thing is he communicated his intent that he wanted, if he was going to be a part of restaurant unstoppable, he, he wanted equity in the business. And I'll be honest, like that was a very, I got defensive. I mean, because I didn't know how I felt about working with another entrepreneur, you know, somebody who has the entrepreneur hat that scared me too many chefs in the kitchen. Um, I knew that that might be an issue for Casey. Um, and again, like how do you communicate that you'd see value, but you're, you're not, you're just not quite convinced on the relationship yet. And you have to like, because of the perspective, you know, but we spent the last three months getting to know you each have other. trust issues too. So I do have trust issues. Yeah, honest there, I do. Like, absolutely. And it's, it's funny. Cause he, like I say, my unique selling proposition is trust, but I put so much of my trust, my, my, that's, that's the trust I have between myself and my listeners. And I'm very guarded. That's, that's the trust you have in yourself and you're sticking to your values. And, and some yeah, and and I put up a fucking wall to other people who aren't in that circle, who mm-hmm. who get who might try to get between me and my listeners, um, and I protect that because I know it's my unique selling proposition. I know it's uh, the, it takes years to build trust. It takes one bad move to dissolve it overnight. Boom, mm. gone. Um, and I fucking I've I've suffered because of it, man. Like like. I am a closed off person because I feel like everybody who talks to me is just trying to get to my audience, just trying to get to my influence. Yeah. And like that, for somebody who's a, for somebody who needs relationships, for who's a social person, like I'm putting myself on this fucking Island because of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm trying to be better about that. I'm trying to, to, to realize that, you know, there's ways we can create win, win, win situations, win for me, win for my audience and win for people that are in my network. And like, that's kind of, I mean, to segue into like kind of what the future looks like is what we're trying to do now is we're, we're looking back, we're reflecting like, how can we bring, who do we trust in my network and how can we bring them closer into our circle to add value to our listeners? Um, and I don't, that's kind of a little bit of a, a teaser, but before we start talking about what the future looks like and what we've been working on for the past three months, I want to give you the opportunity to give me some constructive criticism because I kind of teared into you a little bit there. And, um, I think it would only be fair. I mean, you already said that I, I have trust issues and I'm totally aware of those. Uh, I admit that I could be, you know, you work alone for so long. Like you don't realize everything that you know is inside of you. You don't have to communicate it, but when you're working with somebody, you got to start thinking out loud and bringing people in. And I haven't been great about that. Um, what else? Um, maybe, uh, uh, you're, you're listening. Um, uh, that, th- what is that saying? Uh, listen to be, listen to understand, not, uh, what is that? Uh, first phrase? seek to understand, then seek to be understood. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I would just say, uh, I don't know, I get frustrated talking with you uh, because I feel like a lot of the time you're thinking about what you want to say rather than actually listening. Most of these conversations, fair, were around social and political issues, not restaurant unstoppable, right? Right. So our personal lives got involved a little bit. Yeah. And um, we had to get to the point where we just made an agreement or an agreement that we weren't going to talk about that stuff. Yeah. We, <laughs> and it makes it awkward for a second when we have to cut each other off. Like, let's not talk about this. Nope. Not talking about it. That's off. <laughs> That's we off get, limits. We get past it. We start talking about, you know, bread or yeah. <laughs> whatever we want. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, and I, I would recognize that. And I think, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why this idea of, um, uh, what's the word we had Bihar on the show talking about, um, it's compassion and emptiness It's the idea of like, just like, like closing the inner voice and just listening and being compassionate. I think that's the term. Um, because I reckon, I think everyone's kind of has a level of guilt when it comes to that though. Like thinking about where you're going to say next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guilty of that for sure. It's hard. And for a person like you, you're, you also, uh, you know, you want to move things fast and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a slower methodical person. And if it kind of frustrates you to just let me get my thought out, you know, and you want to like finish my sentence and move the conversation forward. And I'll say that something that's true about the two of us is we don't necessarily communicate well when we speak to each other and we're, but we've gotten a lot better at it. Right. Um, like I think you prefer to like, you'd probably prefer to write me a note. Yeah, (laughs) for (laughs) sure. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's just like, like, let's just talk, 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 like talk, we talk, were talk. having a conversation, uh, you know, uh, it was, um, it was a social issue and, uh, we were communicating on, on our group thread on, uh, f- uh, Facebook messenger. And then you took me out of my comfort zone and put it into your comfort zone and started a video call. And sometimes sex just moves too slow for me, man. (laughs) Right. Plus you, uh, plus it's hard to get all the contacts out there in a timely manner. Um, yeah. You know, and tone is missed. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So long story short, um, I think it's important. The lesson here is that you have to communicate and like partnerships are all about good communication. And if you're feeling shit, you got to get it out because you can't get past it. You can't move beyond it until you've gotten it out. And every time we have a break, like a hard conversation, we get closer uh, with mm-hmm. every time. Um, I agree. And we, you know, we're, we're, we still got work to do, but you got to keep in mind, Casey and I have only been working together now like, officially for like two months through a pandemic, through the most crazy social issues out there, you know, forced to, to be around each other 24 seven election. We haven't year, killed each other we, yet. We yeah. have <laughs> protests. We have a pandemic. Yeah. We're um, riots. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it's a statement that we're still, you know, we haven't killed each other yet. Um, well, we're growing. We're, we're both pushing towards our, uh, mission and purpose. And, uh, at the end of the day, that's, uh, I, um, that's our checks and balance. It's like ego aside, personality aside, we're moving in the right direction because we have those, that mission and that purpose. Yeah. 
put out there. And the only other big, I think the big lesson from that is obviously again, communication. And then you, you gotta be fluid. The world isn't going to go exactly the way you plan it to go. And you have to be fluid with the world and, and adaptive to the, what's thrown at you um, and be ready and willing to rejigger your, your strategy and your approach. Um, and that's kind of like where I'm at now. Like sometimes, you know, things will come at you out of order, you know, uh, you got to work with what you got. Um, so some really great takeaways. And, and if you guys are into partnerships and that's the other thing too, like I, I full heartedly believe in partnerships. Um, but it's harder said than done or it's easier said than done. Right. Yeah. Um, and I get that, but if it's going to happen, you have to be willing to communicate. And, um, that's hopefully some stuff we dive into further, along the lines. Um, so I think we should start talking w- about what our plan for the future is. Let's re- spend the next maybe 15 minutes talking about that. We can start to wrap this conversation up. But first, let's take one more quick break to thank our sponsors. If you're sick of paying multiple vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors, and banks. With Restaurant 365, you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions. No more guessing. Other features include detailed daily and labor data from your POS system, accounts payable automation, automated bank reconciliation, incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs, and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, and headaches. Take action today and find out how Restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on prime costs. That's awesome. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system, a value of 5k. Did you know Toast is the number one most recommended POS on Restaurant Unstoppable? I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that more than two-thirds of their employees have worked in the restaurant industry. And I'm feeling pretty confident that it has something to do with their commission-free online ordering, which is a hot ticket right now, which lets guests easily order directly from restaurants for pickup or contactless delivery to keep revenue flowing during these uncertain times. They even have delivery services, which dispatches local drivers through an on-demand network to keep your community fed and revenue coming. Regardless of the reason why people are recommending Toast, I highly recommend you go check them out during this industry-wide pause. To learn more head to toasttab.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurant unstoppable listeners for a limited time get one month of free pos software three months of free digital ordering tools and 50 percent off implementation to ease the impact of covid19 this is a value of one thousand dollars one more time that's toast tab dot com slash unstoppable. You have to use that link to save $1,000. So we're back and uh, now we're just going to answer the last question, which is what does the future look like uh, for restaurant unstoppable and for Casey and I and Jared um, and to kind of pick up where we left off in the last episode and our community in our community. Yeah. What's, what's best for everybody um, and our network right? People that are past guests, everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
where I left off in the last episode was that I wanted to start focusing on building better relationships with my listeners and my guests. And, um, at first it was going to be through just being slower on the road. Um, taking the time to connect with my listeners, taking the time to really get to know and become intimate with my guests, not making it so transactional, uh, but really like slowing down that with COVID kind of throw through a wrench. But I think that we can, the idea is still to slow down to, to bring my, my listen, the, the mission of restaurant unstoppable has always been to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. And the way I was going to do that was by making an example of the best, by painting a picture of perfection. We had Rudy Mick on the show, and he said, the one thing you can do to be successful is give your your, your people a picture of perfection, to paint that picture, to give them an aiming point. Um, and what we're doing with these interviews is giving aspiring restaurateurs, the, the next generation of restaurateurs, that picture of perfection, but different examples of what perfection looks like to different people through making an example of the best, sharing their stories, sharing their values, sharing their philosophies. And it's, I always say behind every great restaurant, it's a great person, right? So we're just trying to give you an example of who to be so you can go on and do what you want to do because you have to become that person first. Um, and now what we're doing at the Restaurant Unstoppable, the, the vision for Restaurant Unstoppable is to create this platform to literally bring my listeners, my the, the most passionate, driven, super fans of Restaurant Unstoppable that, that align with what we're doing of this idea of sharing knowledge and coming together and being stronger together with my listen or with my, my guests. Right. So the idea is that we're going to start going to our guests, um, not just having them on the show, but ideally recruiting them to our community, uh, inviting them to be a part of our community and inviting the, our most passionate listeners to be a part of this community where we're going to host this community. Um, not on Facebook for the longest time. We've been pushing our private Facebook group, but there's this platform that's new that's out there. Um, that kind of is a, a fix for my lack of in Casey's lack of technical skill of building something online. It's called mighty networks and we're building the restaurant unstoppable network. We're going to call it run run for short restaurant unstoppable network and what restaurant unstoppable network. It's kind of like a master mind, like a greater master. It's like a master network. We're, of, yeah, we're, we're bringing together a mastermind and a community or network and we're, it's a master network, right? Yeah. So exactly. So um, basically, uh, the, the idea of going deeper, you know, making deeper connections with my listeners, um, we're we're well, starting off with. I uh, think what's important to say is it's away from the distractions. It's away from the noise. It's yeah. a uh, it's a sandbox that we are uh, creating so that people can be more proactive instead of reactive with their. Uh, with their journey, you know, um, I think you should, uh, uh, right now say what our big purpose is for, yeah, for this, uh, I haven't committed this to master, master network. So our, our big purpose is to, um, bring together world leading independent restaurateurs, operators, and experts with the next generation of leaders to share inspiration, knowledge, values, philosophies, practices, and virtues so that we can each become unstoppable in our lives, careers, and businesses. So, Pretty big statement right there, right? Um, and this platform, Mighty Networks, is where we're going to bring all these people together. And the reason why we're doing it on Mighty Networks is because we want to have control over it. Um, and that's what we get by 
you know, the, the website will be uh, restaurantunstoppablenetwork.com. Um, so if you head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash network, you can get on a, a list to make sure that you're staying up to date with uh, what's happening with that. Um, and there'll probably be a link on restaurantunstoppable.com that will bring you over to the network um, eventually. I guess this was probably going to be the plan. Yeah. Uh, but go we, ahead. We, we have the URL, restaurantunstoppablenetwork.com. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to kick off in until March like, or July 1st. Until August. Uh, I thought August we were going to start in July. Uh, well, that's for the mastermind number. Uh, members, but our actual program program starts, starts in August. In August, yeah. like we have a plan. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so the, the, I'm just gonna go from the top and give you guys an aerial view of what the community is gonna look like. So basically, um, it consists of right now our mastermind, which is uh, five groups of four uh, people, uh, basically trying to group people with that have like businesses together to to help them achieve their 90 day goal. Right? So I won't get into details of that, but the idea is that we're going to have our mastermind. Then we're going to have our master community, which is anybody who wants to be a part of this community and communicate with other listeners and past guests. Um, and then uh, that's all going to kind of rest on monthly themes and weekly routines, uh, weekly events. So every month, uh, the first month is going to be culture. The second month is going to be operations, and I think the third month is we're leaning towards financial operations. But so it's fluid. We're we're going to stay fluid. Yeah, we're going to let our community. Maybe you guys don't want to do financial like, operations. Yeah. yeah. Tell, so tell us what what you need. We're here uh, for to you. Accomplish. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is um, every every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at eleven o'clock Central Time. We have something planned. Yep. Like on Tuesday, we have book club. We, even we, Monday, we have masterminds on Monday. Yeah, but that's not for the, the greater community. But maybe they're interested. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we, every day we have something planned, uh, except for Friday, because Casey and I figured we don't want to commit our Fridays in case of a long weekend trip or whatever. Yeah. So the idea is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the same day, the same time of day every week, we're going to be doing, we have time blocked on Mondays. We're going to be doing our masterminds um, on Tuesdays. We're going to be doing our book club on Wednesdays. We're going to be doing our spotlighted featured expert mentor authority, <laughs> whatever workshop. <laughs> workshop where we're going to invite somebody who had a huge impression on me over this past seven years. Somebody who, if I was going to open a restaurant tomorrow, this is the person I would go to, to learn about that thing. I'm going to invite them back on the show to talk about that thing. And we're going to do a live workshop. So if you're a part of this community, then you get to join us live for a restaurant unstoppable recording. Basically, it's going to be a live workshop where this person is going to take us through the first workshop we're doing. We have Ari Weinswag from Zingerman's joining us to talk about the importance Boom. of vision. Huge. Yeah. And you need a vision. You need to have an idea like, of where you're going. Normally to listen to him speak to you, it's going to cost you His, an exorbitant amount yeah. of money. I think their workshops are like upwards. They're of or like a thousand dollars and like they're selling these courses now. Um, I think you can go to the, their courses for like $150. Um, obviously we can't give you everything that's in that course. Um, but we can give you a solid lecture around the topic. Um, so for the first hour, 40 minutes, we're going to be basically having 
a conversation with Ari. Me and Ari are going to talk about that thing. First operation, or the first one will be visioning. You guys can be there with us live during that workshop. And at the end of that workshop, we're going to open up a Q&A. So you can ask your questions to Ari about that subject. Uh, and that conversation will be another episode. So that Wednesday event will turn into two episodes. Uh, our, our Wednesday episode and our Friday episode. And you have to be a part of the community to be able to join the conversation is the idea. So if you want to literally be on the Restaurant Unstoppable show, have your voice be heard, interact with these industry experts, normally you wouldn't have access to these people. But through me, I can get you access. Um, So that's going to be it. So, uh, Oh, then the only thing thing we haven't mentioned yet is Thursdays, uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, every week we're going to have office hours. So if you want to connect with us, Casey and myself, um, and help maybe, you know, there'll be, we'll be hanging out there. Our masterminders will be hanging out there. Maybe we can get our spotlighted featured speaker to come hang out too. If you want, who knows? No promises there. Cause they have their own schedules. Um, the idea is if you need somebody to talk to, regardless of what the topic is, maybe you're having issues personally, maybe you're having issues with your business. You will have somebody to talk to every week at 11 o'clock central time. Um, mm-hmm. we'll be there for you. So that's a lot. I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's, it's um, going to be cool. Uh, just hanging out with people, drinking coffee in the morning. Yeah. And, coffee with uh, Eric and Casey, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and b- just being there for each other to talk mm-hmm. about whatever the issue is to share knowledge. That's what it's all about. Sharing knowledge. Uh, that'll be a good time for you. Uh, for us to talk about our issues and see if people <laughs> yeah. can help us. Exactly. You know? I mean, Oh, it's going to be like, no holds bars. Is that the an expression? No holds barred. No bars. Hold. I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, so that's that's the vision uh, of Restaurant Unstoppable. And like we said, every month. So, I mean, those are going to be our rituals. So the idea is that we, we want to create rituals and routines um, in your lives to help hold you guys accountable. Um, and the, the thought is like these these monthly or these weekly contributors that I have come back on the show. um it's going to be like if you were opening a restaurant, this is the path I'm going to take you on. So we're going to be talking about uh, the first month we have Ari coming on to talk about visioning. He, then he's going to talk about uh, basically like his his idea of anarchy and how it relates to business, um, which is more like upper level. So we're thinking we're going to do some more like baseline stuff and some like next level thinking that we're going to mix it up for to appeal to all, you know people who are no matter where they are in their um, restaurant tour journey, right? We have Tom Walter from Tasty Catering coming on. He's the author of It's My Company Too. Uh, we're going to talk about core values, uh, how to develop your core values and how to implement and live your core values and get your team to live your core values and to create an entangled organization, uh, which is a super important conversation. Um, and th- that's the first three weeks. We don't, we're not quite sure what we're going to do yet at the end of August, um, maybe purpose versus mission is something we've been to- toying with. We don't know who's going to speak to that, but you get the idea. So over the, from that, from starting in August to forever, we're going to be doing that. Um, and over two or three or five years, you can imagine that if once a week we're, we're diving deep into a topic, our archive is going to get fucking thick and heavy. Um, everything you need to know to be successful in this industry will be there over time. But, hyper valuable like yeah you've got so many interviews under your belt so many people you've met 
So that's how I want people to think of it. Like the value is like I spent the past seven and a half years of my life traveling virtually and physically around the world to get in front of the most successful restaurateurs to heat, to, to listen to their advice, to look for trends. And if I'm opening a restaurant tomorrow, this is the path I'm taking. Um, and I'm trying to save you that time. You don't have to leap into this with no experience, no knowledge. Like I can put you on a fast track to connect you with the schools of thought, the people, the tools, the resources to, to make you unstoppable. Um, and I'm super friggin' excited about this. And this is completely aligned with what we were saying earlier with what we're trying to do is to slow down, to make it more intimate, to connect with our, our listeners on a different level and with our guests on a different level to, to bring past guests back to, to, to make those relationships stronger. Um, and another thing we're going to do too, is hopefully uh, give these people an opportunity to, to go even further and share their, their knowledge in the form of a course. So if you guys want even more hands-on, then you can ha- like go to these industry experts who have been vetted by us, um, filter through our, our natural organic way of doing business. Who's one person you respect and admire and believe would be a good guest on the show. That's how 90% of my guests get on the show. Um, there's it's, it's our unique selling proposition is trust. I feel like I'm selling it too much right now, but I just get so excited about this shit. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a big idea. Like it's a big vision. It's yeah. hard to like put it into words and you know, like, not sound pitchy, you know, but there's so much value that we're trying to give these people. And now I sound pitchy. Yeah, it's hard not to. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so the last thing I want to do is. I believe in what we're doing. So and you do too. We and you're passionate yeah. about it. So, so what else are we supposed to do? Yeah, man. This is raw, authentic, <laughs> genuine uh, like excitement. So uh, if you guys are interested in being a part of this community, joining the conversation, getting access to these people you normally wouldn't be able to get access to. Here's what you need to do right now. Head over to restaurantunstoppablecom slash network. If you're not already on our email list, you'll get on our email list and we'll be keeping you up to date with like how to onboard to mighty networks, how to create your username. And also, I mean, we, we, we do have to disclose, we should let you know that this is going to be $30 a month, $1 a day. And this is our big ask. I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm trying to play the long game. I, I've been trying to give, 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 give over the past seven and a half years. And I want you guys to be a part of this community. Um, for, for $1 a day, you get access to each other, to the, the best minds in the industry, to Casey and I. We're going to have, we're going to keep you on track with books to read. And I mean, I don't know, man. I think well, that we're, that's in, a pretty good in, deal, right? Right. In true Eric and restaurant unstoppable fashion, uh, you're offering a money back guarantee. Yeah. Like if you don't find value in it, like we don't want your money. Like, but we so. do. Yeah. We do want you to be a part of this from day one. Uh, we want you guys, if you're listening to the show, um, we, we want to bring you guys into the community. We want to give you influence over the content. We want to give you, we have to build restaurant unstoppable beyond Eric Cacciatore and Casey Hensley. Like we, we have to create something that's bigger than us. Mm. And uh, this is how we do it. Um, we need help. Um, and you know, uh, we, if we figure we're going to do this by, you know, bringing you guys in on it. Um, who knows what comes from this? Um, the only other thing I want to wrap up with is kind of like, this is what we're doing now. Uh, what's the future look like, which is, we kind of answered that, but what's the next five years look like? you know, in 10 years look like for restaurant unstoppable. Um, this is the power of visioning, right? The this, power. Of, this is what's really exciting for an entrepreneurial yeah. mind like we have. So I want to paint that picture for you. Um, and one thing that's been super like 
exciting for me that this idea that I love and I haven't really had the words to communicate it until recently is this idea of going deeper, not like not, not going outwards, but going inwards, getting like, if you're opening a restaurant in a community, you should, you know, go deep into that community and, you know, like, like be opportunity for that community and settle your roots instead of, I've always been the idea of going I struggle finding the words, but the mm-hmm. idea, the word is vertical integration, right? Um, and I don't know if you guys have noticed in the show, I've been really interested in vertical integration, this idea of scaling a business in a way that's good for everybody. That's not just the people at top, but um, bringing people like I've always this idea of like, if I'm opening a restaurant, the only, the only time I scale that restaurant is when I, I run out of opportunity for my people and I need to open another restaurant to create more opportunity for my people. And maybe that they have a vision for a business they want that I can help them with. I can invest in them and they can be a part of our restaurant group. Maybe they have a skill like, I don't know. Like I think we'll just use um, our wine swag as an example. Um, Zingerman's a community of business, right? Uh, they started as a delicate delicatessen and from there they had people within their organization that had different passions maybe somebody had a passion for ice cream or coffee or candy and they would create a business around that person's um passion i would like restaurant unstoppable to do something similar to that uh, vertical integration where i mean my dream has always been to open a restaurant and that's why i started this podcast to to serve the industry to give back to the industry and if i gave enough to the industry they would give me the resources and i'd have the lessons learned to be able to do my own thing um, but now how we do that is the question, right? And with vertical integration, you have restaurant unstoppable.com as like the mother company, right? Unstoppable like is like the brand restaurant unstoppable podcast would be underneath that as a separate entity. Restaurant unstoppable network is another entity of bringing our listeners and our, our guests together to share knowledge, to come together, to make the industry better, to transform the industry. And then why not have restaurant unstoppable group of basically us investing in our community and their vision for a restaurant using our core values and our mission statements, uh, adopting our, our way of doing business and like learning literally like opening book, open book management to the world, bringing our listeners into our restaurants. These are the decisions we're making and this is why we're doing it. So we can literally like, take you guys on that journey with us. Um, you can be a part of it and we can share our knowledge with you and share our data with you, track our data. We're making these decisions. This is what's happening. And I, I maybe who knows, maybe I open my, my own place within that restaurant group. Um, maybe we have a restaurant unstoppable net or uh, media, which is a media group to capture all this. And we invest in our boy, Jared, who might, maybe he wants to have his own business underneath that network, right? Casey's going to manage and run restaurant unstoppable network, that community. Cause that's what he does best. Um, and who knows what else we'll need. But the idea is like to, to maybe spin up a nonprofit around restaurant. Why not? Right? You know, that's and that's the, that's about. the beautiful thing about vertical integration is, mm-hmm. um, basically looking at like, what do we need to execute and who do we have on our network that we can go to, to give an opportunity to, um, I'm just spitballing here, but that's that's my ultimate vision is how to create community in around this mission of that you know restaurant unstoppable to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. Um, shit, man, I said it out loud. 
<laughs> now it has to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Manifest what you always fear. Uh, so a while back, I asked Eric what his greatest fear, and I don't know if this is worth putting on the podcast, but uh, his greatest fear in life is being perceived as being a con man or a crook. And uh, and that's admirable that that is your greatest fear because you're so integrity driven. Sorry, I'm I'm just building you up, <laughs> hype man. Well, but uh, I think it's from the heart. Yeah, but the reason why it's a fear of mine is because I think a lot of people get labeled as a con man because they say that they're going to do something, and they have all the in- intention to do it. They just don't realize what it takes to do that mm-hmm. thing. So in falling short of their goal and making promises to other people um, and then falling short of or not achieving the goal, you can be perceived as a comment. And that's my biggest fear yeah. is saying, I'm going to do this. Don't worry. I got you. And then not executing. I got you. Trust me. Yeah. Trust my process and then let him down. Like, yeah. That's, that's and be like, oh, he's a con man. That, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. But as long as I've known you, if you've said something out loud, you fully intend to accomplish it. Yeah. Which is why this is even more scary now. Cause I said, <laughs> oh, no, no, great. You know, we got a lot of work ahead. Can. <laughs> Sweet. Um, this has been an hour and 25 minutes. Um, thank you guys. If you stuck around this long, uh, I'm, we're excited for the future. We, we hope you will be a part of our future. Um, I can't wait to meet all the people that Eric's met over the years. And uh, create my own relationship with all of you. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Um, That's that. Are you feeling unstoppable? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash network. Uh, Be a part of the community. Be a part of the conversation. Uh, Come get to know us. We we can't wait to get to know you. All right. That's it. Until next time. Peace Peace out. There we go. Another episode here at Restaurant Unstoppable. I hope you guys enjoyed us kind of sharing what's happened over the past six months, uh, what we've learned and what our plan is for the future. Uh, we've gotten personal and, uh, you know, it's some big lessons to take away from today's chat. Uh, the first one is that the world is fluid. The world we live in is not the, it's not going to be consistent. The world's going to change. Your plan's going to change and you have to be fluid with it. Also, I think the, the importance of just communicating and um, realizing that the the stars are, are likely not just going going to align, and whatever you, you, you your plan is is likely going to change, and you have to learn that a, a leader is somebody who can put their big purpose ahead of all other things. And um, when you have a big purpose, and when other people align with your big purpose together, having that purpose together, you can accomplish anything. And I think that's the big lesson: is knowing that it's so important to have that general purpose so you can find the people who align with you to, to get the job done. And then, I mean, just the, the importance of communication and letting people know where you're at. And if you're going to have partnerships, if you're going to join forces with people, any bond, any marriage, any uh, coming together of people requires good communication and letting people know where you're at. And every time you're willing to have those strong, or those, sorry, those those hard conversations, you're going to get stronger. Your relationship's going to get stronger. So be willing and ready to have those hard conversations and get honest with each other. And uh, the only other thing that I kind of was hoping that would come out of today's chat is that, you know, the reality is uh, we're 
we're kind of struggling right now, just like everyone else who's tied to the restaurant industry is struggling. Our primary source of, of revenue before COVID-19 was sponsors. And uh, when their cash flow dried up, uh, they kind of got conservative with ad space. And we've, we're getting by. We're, we're, we're finding other ways to generate revenue. Uh, partnering with Toast has been helpful. And we are finding sponsors, but not at the same rate. So if you are finding value in this podcast and you want to support what we're doing, if you want to support this community we're trying to build, it all comes at a cost. And right now we're we're paying out of pocket to get this community started. We're hoping to to get people on board with this community. That in itself will help. But if you want to support this mission to inspire, empower, and transform the industry, you can demo us uh, at Restaurant Unstoppable. Every little bit helps. So if you're finding value in what we're doing, please try to support us. Again, that's at Restaurant Unstoppable. And um, join that community. Again, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash network. We can't wait to meet you.